I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And if you missed the program yesterday, a uh, fascinating conversation uh, with Tom Woods. Now, we had Robert Woodson on last segment, which you also want to go back and check out on the podcast. But Tom Woods uh, is fascinating. He's a New York Times bestselling author, 12 different books, including The Politically Incorrect Guide to American History. And he now has uh, a politically incorrect guide in a cartoon series. And uh, Tom is just an extraordinary podcaster, author. And uh, our conversation was so good yesterday that we had to extend it. And it's one of the great parts of the extended inside sources is we have time to unpack things just a little bit more. And so I want to go back to my uh, conversation and the interview that uh, we did uh, with Kelly Pierce and, and with Tom uh, to go back in a little bit and talk about these uh, cartoons that he's now creating in terms of our founding, our history. And the first episode uh, is on the Constitution and, and how the, the founders saw it. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. And, and Tom really objected to this idea of calling the Constitution a living document. And he described why in a really fascinating way. There are several clauses in the Constitution that ambitious politicians like to drive a truck through. But the thing is, we actually have documentary evidence about what these clauses were supposed to mean. So for, I'll just take the general welfare, for example. We're told that the general welfare clause means that the federal government can do you know, pretty much whatever it wants that might advance the general welfare. But that is not what the general welfare clause means. James Madison could not possibly have been clearer about this. He says, if you look in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, it lists a series of specific powers the federal government has. Why would we have bothered to do that if the general welfare clause just allows us to do anything, any old thing we think will help the people? He says, no, that is absolutely not what the general welfare clause means, because this is a limited government that has only the powers enumerated. If we're going to talk about the general welfare, we mean that when we legislate, we have to be sure that we don't legislate in a way that benefits New England, say, at the expense of um, the middle of the country. That's the concern about general welfare. It, the general welfare clause, he says, is not a grant of power. It tells us the spirit in which we ought to legislate, which is for the welfare of the whole country. And we could spend the whole show just on that. If Congress would just stick to Article 1, Section 8, the enumerated powers, uh, a lot of the problems and a lot of the spending problems we have in this country would go away. Uh, but Tom is spot on when he talks about the use of the general wel welfare clause 
that is the sweeping uh, get-out-of-jail-free card uh, power to do anything that Congress often plays that, oh, this is just for the general welfare uh, of all citizens. And Article 1, Section 8 matters for a reason. Love the way Tom spelled that out. Uh, we asked Tom about uh, his uh, favorite episode in these cartoons, and interestingly, it's one that had to deal with communism. Well, honest to goodness, um, I have to say, even though it's almost too fashionable these days, my favorite one probably was it has been, and it's already been released, we do one a month, the one on communism. Just because now, it's not like, I, I don't believe communism in its traditional form is actually coming back. L- literally nobody is demanding that the state own the means of production and stuff like that. I mean, that's that part of it's not coming back. But let's face it, there, there are no, or, or there are very, very few feature-length movies depicting conditions in the old Soviet Union or, or behind the Iron Curtain. You just don't see movies like that. Most kids know nothing about this. When you tell them about the famine in Ukraine in the early 1930s that was engineered deliberately to terrorize this uppity population into submission and that five to six million died, I don't think I had any student ever back when I used to teach who had known about that. Not one. And that's crazy. And, of course, there were people in the United States who covered up these crimes or made excuses for them. There were a lot who did that. But it was some of the people who were covering it up were elite Western intellectuals. And, well, they don't want to embarrass themselves by admitting that. And so we just pick at this scab until it's a bloody mess in this episode. And that makes me happy. That's a good take on of uh, communism, to be sure. And the interesting thing, we went on to discuss the the reason why history is so important and why we need to really learn history in a significant way. Well, I don't want to sit here and regale you with cliches about repeating history and all that, because we don't, you don't always make the same mistakes. History does not always repeat itself precisely, but it repeats itself roughly enough that if you get a certain narrative wrong about the past, you're going to get the present wrong also. For example, if you think, based on what you learned in, in middle school, that the 19th century economy was dominated, especially in the late 19th century, by a bunch of robber barons who, who just raised prices arbitrarily and the public just had to take it. And they exercised enormous economic power. And this was reversed only after wise antitrust uh, action against them. If that's what you think, which that's the opposite, that's literally the opposite of the truth, then you're going to make mistakes in the present when it comes to those kinds of policies. Or when it comes to waging war, well, I think it's legitimate to, for people to want to know what the requirements are. Is, does there need to be a congressional declaration of war, which seems to be what's called for in the Constitution? But what we also read in the Constitution is that the president is the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. And so sometimes you've seen presidents say, well, I'm the commander-in-chief, so I can deploy troops when I think it's necessary. Okay, well, unless you know any further history, you're not going to know which one of those positions is the correct one. And war is probably the most important, morally grave thing a government can do, surely we need to get this right. And the only way you can get that right, the only way you can know which one of those positions is correct is by knowing history. Uh, Such a great conversation with Tom Woods. Uh, Again, Tom's a 12-time New York Times bestselling author, uh, including the Politically Incorrect Guide to American History. Uh, He now has this Politically Incorrect Guide uh, in a cartoon series uh, that has just so many important principles in there. We're going to come back to this conversation when we get back from Memorial Day uh, next week because there's so much rich content in there in terms of where we are as a country, 
what we need to remember as a country, which is really where we're looking today and on into Memorial Day. That word remember, uh, we're really going to hammer as we go into hour number two. And much more to come, including today, a conversation I'm not looking forward to with KSL TV's Dave McCann. Stay with us. That's coming up at 2.20. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on a Friday. I'm Boyd Matheson. Stay tuned to more on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.